Okay, we're up to this year's Parshas Vayetze, Tavshin Ayin Hey, and we start off with the Luzbone. Let's get into Perachavches Pasig Yutes, says the Torah, in the famous Parsha of the Dream of Yaakov Avinu. He wakes up and he cannot believe where he is, and he says, Wow, what a special place! And he builds a Matseva and he pours oil on the Matseva. Vayikra Ashema Makomahu Beit El. And he calls the place Beit El. Pachlokes, Rashi, Ramban, where exactly was the dream? Where was Beit El? Where was the bottom of the ladder? Where was the top of the ladder? But either way, he called the place Beit El, Ulam, but Luz, Shem Ha'ir Larishona. Luz was the name of the city, originally. So if you look in source number one, Makaras Lashavas Oneg, he quotes from the Ramchal. Well, even before the Ramchal. Muva B'medrash, Ki Etzem Ketana Yesh Pa'adam, a medrash that many are familiar with that there is a small bone in a person. It's in the back of the neck. Luz Shema. Ve'etzem zu kayemes la'olam. And this bone does not disintegrate. This bone stays forever and ever. doesn't quote it here, but many Mepharshim explain, this bone is fed and nourished purely from a lava malka. That's the only nourishment that goes to this, uh, how this bone gets nourishment. That's malava malka. They say the reason being that is the only uh, bone that was not affected by the sin of Adam and Chava, because obviously they sinned on Friday, and Motzi Shabbos is the time that this bone is nourished from, and that was ready after the, after the whole story of the Chet. So it has purity with it. And this bone will lead to the rebuilding of the entire body. That is the special quality of the loose bone. It doesn't mean that we're supposed to take Malav Malka more seriously than Shalashudas. That's actually sheep because that obviously has Makoros in the Gemara. Obviously Malav Malka does too. But Shalashudas, right, many are, are more Makhman on Malav Malka than they are on Shalashudas. We have to make sure first and foremost we're Makhman on the three meals of Shabbos and then Malav Malka. But this is what uh, the Midrashim tell us about the loose bone. Luz Shem Ha'ir. That's the uh, the same word. Davar Nifla. And then he quotes a Davar Nifla in the name of the Ramchal based on the Arizal. Alpi Divri Arizal. Shekemo Chain. Just like the Trias HaMesim of each person will happen from that Luz bone. Kemo Chain. HaKosel HaMa'aravi. HaNotar Lanu Mibet HaMikdash LaAcher HaChurban Afu Ke'etzem HaLuz. The Kotel is like that Luz bone. The Kotel is the one thing that remained after the disintegration of the Beis HaMikdash, and that's going to be there, La'asilavo. When the Beis HaMikdash would be rebuilt, That's the Makar for the Beis HaMikdash. Now, what is this all doing here? Now we have the last paragraph that all this is marumaz in our Pasuk. Vayikra et Shem HaMakomahu Beit El. That place, which is called Beit El. Again, it doesn't have to be the Beit El. Maybe, right, we know he had the dream on Har HaMoriah, according to Chazal. Maybe he saw Beit El. Was he on Beit El? Again, the Ramban discusses it. V'ulam. He called the place Beit El. V'ulam luz Shem HaYir L'Rishona. But it's Luz, the connection of the Beis HaMikdash, and that Luz bone, just like the Luz bone is Tchiyas HaMesim for the individual, so too, the place where this story takes place, Luz Shem Ha'ir, where Luz is, 
that's where there's going to also be a regeneration from something smaller, the Kotel, which will regenerate Be'ezus Hashem into the entire base HaMikdash. That's the connection between Luz and the Makom HaMikdash in that, in that same spot. Okay, now let's get back to the beginning and the actual dream. So Yaakov is sleeping, and he sees the uh, sulam vayachalom vihine sulam mutzav artsav roshem agia shemaima vihine malachei aluhim olim v'yordimbo. And the malachim are going up and down. Not for now. Remember the gur aryeh on this pasuk about the malachim coming here. And the malachim, as Rashi describes them, the malachim of Eretz Yisrael are leaving him. The malachim of Chutzlaretz are joining him, even though he's not on the border yet. But he's already decided to go, and that's why the malachim are already changing in this spot, even though he's not there yet. And he says, this unbelievable nevuah that Yaakov experiences when he is sleeping. Ani Hashem, Elokei Avraham Avicha, Velokei Yitzchak, the God of your father Avraham, Velokei Yitzchak, Haaretz Asher Atashochei this land that you are lying on, I will give to you and your children. And your children will be like the dirt of the land. They'll be as numerous, like the dirt of the land. And you will spread out in all directions. And in you will be the bracha for all families of the of the earth uvizarecha. So we have in this pasuk the uh, bracha that Yaakov's children Am Yisrael will be kaafar haaretz. Says the Hadrashva Ha'ian. Again, a safer that's been out of print. Been trying to get it. Anybody have any ideas how to get it? Uh, you can let me know. But it's been out of print. So, but uh, an amazing work. Hadrashva uh, Ha'ian. He notes, as we know that really B'nai Yisrael are nimshal to three, to three objects. Here's one of them in our Pasuk. Line number two. Yisrael nimshu la'afar, to dirt, l'chol, to sand, u'lekochavim, and to the stars. All three. Different avos are promised. Right? And he quotes the Psukim. V'samtia zarecha ka'afar ha'aretz, I will make your seed like the dirt, like our Pasuk, like the stars, like the sand, all three, dirt, sand, and stars. What's the message of all three? So says the Hadrash Ha'iyun, the ultimate is the dirt. That's the ultimate bracha. Why is that the ultimate bracha? We'll make a comment on this afterwards. But why is that the ultimate bracha? It's three types of states of interaction that Am Yisrael could achieve. Line six. V'shlosha adimyonos ha'ele mechuvanim lu'umashalosh mailos u'madregos shenucha lahavchin binogea layachas apnimi. Basically, three levels of achdos, or lack thereof. Three levels that Am Yisrael have their interpersonal relationships. Sheyesh bein chalke ha'uma v'his kashrusam That all the different parts of the nation and their intertwining. Im midas ha'achtus, ha'achva v'hareus, timsa kan la betoch shidras ha'uma. 
the actus, the unity we have to find amongst all of our spines, all of our, all of our, um, levels. As we know, if we are ultimately so connected to each other as we should be, and we are all kiguf echad, like the language of the Rishonim, by the fact that if you didn't do a mitzvah yet, that it's still my responsibility. And I can make a bracha for you, even though I did the mitzvah already. What an unbelievable concept. Based on the principle that we're all kiguf echad. What is the ultimate Uz Meshulam Hemala offer. Then we're like dirt. Why dirt? When we put a clump of dirt together, it becomes one unit. It becomes one. Right? It, it's one gush. Asher Regavim Yachtav Yidubaku. Umurkavim Hemazemzeh. Baharkava Gemura Atzmisumizgis. Right? All together. We put a dirt together. It's, it's a clump. Adki Kashala Freedom. How do I have to separate it? I have to really work hard to separate the dirt particles from each other. That's the highest level. But what if we get a little weaker? We get a little weaker. We're not as mu'uchad as we should be. We're not feeling as connected as we should be. The knot that binds us opens up a little bit, is widened. Then we go down to the level of sand. Why sand? What's the level? Yes, sand. We are next to each other. If I look down at the sand, every every part, every sand particle is next to the other sand particle. But yet, if we lift up sand, they're all separate. They could fall through our fingers. It's not like the sand, each point is connected to each other. Unless they get wet, but that might be a part of another mashal. Sand doesn't hold together like dirt does. Right? If you have an external source to hold it together, so then it can be held together. We have neighborly unity. Avalo atzmis umizgis, right? Two neighbors that live next door to each other, they're connected, they're neighbors, but they're not one unit. So that's sand as compared to dirt. And then if we go one step further, says the Hadrash v'ha'iyun, but if we totally separate from each other and we are our own unit, Everybody follows their own path. And we're not focusing on each other. Then we become like stars. Why? Every star is its own world. Every star could be millions of light years away from another star. A star is a beautiful thing, but it's, it's separate. So it goes in its own orbit. It's not physically or in the same orbit as another one. Once in a while they get closer to each other, a little farther from each other. But that is that is the three Mishalim that are given. But Israel are compared to dirt, to sand, and to and to stars. Says the Hadrash and now that we know the three, the three Mishalim, 
Vihine ha achtus va shalom apnimi hematnai achrachi lakiyam amenu vitpatchuto. We have to realize the idea of getting to the highest level of shalom. The highest level of achtus is something that is basic for the existence of Am Yisrael. Kemamar chazal besof mesechus uksin. Like Chazal tell us, like the last Mishnah in Shas tells us, there's nothing greater that a Kaddish Baruch Hu loves more than Shalom, than peace amongst uh, his children. We are more downtrodden than any other nation. Every day, Rahman al-Islam, we don't have to think. We can just open our eyes. This week, last week, we're tossed and turned and from gullus to gullus and tragedy after tragedy. The only way that we could survive is by staying together. Only if we stay together do we have a chance. If we separate, if we become like the stars that are all separate within the, within the solar system, we're not going to make it. Says that and even live before the Shoah. And how great is Chazal's understanding of the Pasuk in Amos, in Parakhtes. The Pasuk that tells us on line 30. The Aguda. The Aguda. What is the Aguda? The, the group. Is the foundation of the land. What's the Mashal Chazal give? In the world, Adam notel agudashel kanim in yachob abasachas Sometimes, if you pick up ten sticks at once, you pick up a whole group of something. You try to break them, you can't break them. You can't break them. You pick up one at a time; they're very breakable, very easy to break. I pick up ten pencils and I try to break it all together. It doesn't break. One pencil at a time, I can break them in half. Each one of them, when something, when they're together. They're not breakable. When we're separated, when there's sinas chinam, we're very breakable. And we're very fragile. And any, anybody could break us. And we could break ourselves. V'chulu, v'amar eifo Hashem Yisbarach liYaakov. That's why says the Adrash v'ha'iyun. What does our pasuk say? Getting back to our pasuk, v'haya. What does Hashem say to Yaakov while he's sleeping? V'haya zarech ha'ka'afar ha'aretz. Your seed will be the offer like the dirt. You'll have achdus. That will allow you to survive. Ufaratzta yama v'akeim v'atzafon v'negva. The nivrechu v'chaz. The pasuk continues. Call mishpachos v'adamav v'zarecha. Only if we're like the dirt. Line thirty-five now. Imzaruye b'bchinas afar. Sherig v'yaglov di'dubaku. If we're all together, v'yola etzam echon murkav arkava pnimis. If we have the internal connection to every fellow Jew, even Jews that don't look like me or think like me, but still, that's the way that we will get shru bracha. Says the hadrash v'ha'i. That's his thought. Just like to add one comment, and that is his main point, which is obviously true, is that dirt is, let's say, the highest level. 
But the other two are like not so not so powerful. The other two are also brachos. They're said in the context of a bracha, right? The psukim that are quoted, Tavravinu, your your children will be like the stars. What? That's that's a, that's not a kloa. In his view, it's something that's not not too good, not too uh, not too uh, helpful. So one could say his thoughts and just not as have it as as much of a negative. That's a. Let's say that's the ultimate. But there are also times that the other types of achtas are also appropriate. If we are all are homogeneous and all are exactly the same Evan Hashem, that's also not what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. Shalom, as many explain, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky writes this in Barsha's Vaya, Vaya Chi, or Zosa Bracha. Shalom means when you have different parts and then they come together. Like we spoke a couple of weeks ago. We said, Oseh Shalom Bim Romav. Hashem makes Shalom in the heavens. What do you mean in the heavens? All the different stars and the sun and the moon and all the constellations—if they would all hit each other, the whole world, the whole universe would 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 erupt and would explode. So, in a certain sense, as long as we're in the same solar system, then every star that performs its own task, right? What do we say in Halalukas? Mone mispar la kochavim. Hashem gives a mispar to every kochav, and we are each a kochav of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We are each the Kochavim, as Rashi quotes at the beginning of Sefer Shmos, right? We are like, we each are, we each are our star. And the Kodesh Baruch Hu likes that too. So yes, the ultimate, we have to feel like the Afar. But there are times that we have to be like sand too. We have to be right next to each other, but give independence. And sometimes we have to be different. We have to be brighter. We have to be, we have to be less. We have to do our own orbit. But as long as we're within the solar system of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, it is still, could be considered a Brach. Okay, moving right along. So, we mentioned before what happens after Yaakov has this amazing nevuah. Hashem continues and says, your children, and then he says, remember, Yaakov Avinu is running away from Esau. He's got a murderer on his, on his trail. He's a fugitive. So Hashem also has to, besides your future descendants, he has to give him assurances now. I will be with you. I will guard you. I will return you to this special land. I'm not going to leave. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, I'm not leaving. Don't worry about it. And then Yaakov wakes up. So he wakes up from his sleep. Keep in mind also that we have many dreams in, in Sefer Bracious. This being one of the first, we're going to have dreams coming up Parshios, we're going to have Yosef, we're going to have Paro. This is the Sefer of dreams. The entire rest of the Torah, we don't have dreams. But in Sefer Bracious, dreams. So Yaakov wakes up by Yomer and he says, Says Yaakov Avinu, What's Achein? Uncle says, Bakushta. In truth. Achein, it's true. There's a Kaddish Baruch Hu here. Wow. I didn't realize it. What's Yaakov, what's Yaakov saying? I, I didn't realize this was a Makam Kadosh. Rashi. Pasak Tezayin. Rashi. Sheim Yadati. Lo Yashanti. Kadosh If I would have known, I wouldn't have gone to sleep. This is a Makam Kadosh. I wouldn't have slept here. They say the Lubavitcher Rebbe, when he married into the family, right, the last Lubavitcher Rebbe was the son-in-law of the previous. So when he married in, the deal was that he wasn't going to go to sleep on Shabbos. 
He wasn't going to sleep at all on Shabbos. On Shabbos, 25 hours of Kedusha, Hashem is so close, how can you sleep? It's like Yaakov Avinu, if you realize, well, I can't sleep now. Like, well, if we realize how many jewels, if somebody has a, a, a shop, an hour to, for a shopping spree, would they sleep for half an hour and then, and then go the other half hour, run around? No, they'd run around every second. So we have a shopping spree for 120 years. We have mitzvahs to grab. Right, but there are certain places that are more awesome than others. So Yaakov Avinu says, I wouldn't have gone to sleep. I can't believe this. The question of the Olam, the question that all ask on this Rashi and Yaakov Avinu is, what just happened here? Yaakov had an unbelievable vision. He had a nevuah like he's never had before. He sees Malachim going up and down a ladder. He sees visions of what's going to be in Jewish history. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives him a special promise. Yaakov, I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to protect you. And Yaakov wakes up and says, I wish I didn't go to sleep. I wish I didn't go to sleep? What, he's a, he, he wished he didn't go to sleep and he wouldn't have had the dream. What's Yaakov talking about? This is the greatest dream that he's ever that anybody could ever dream of. And Yaakov says, according to Rashi, Oh, im yodati. I wouldn't have slept. What exactly is going on here? So, two suggestions. Two suggestions. One from the Kutzker. One from the Kutzker. Says the Kutzker, source number four. Yesh Lohavin, line three. Also quoted from Kresla Shabbos Oneg. Hatzadik Rmenachem Mendel Mikutzk. Hare Yaakov Avinu Bachalomo. Zachol is Galus HaKadosh Baruch Hu Elav. Yaakov Avinu has unbelievable divine revelation. Umadua imkain hits Ta'er Yaakov. What was he upset about? So he went to sleep? Okay, he went to sleep. But look what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him in his sleep. Says the Kutzker, even if you're giving, given something on a silver platter, it's better to get it and earn it yourself. Even in Ruchnius, even in Ruchnius, it's better to earn it than to be given everything on a silver platter. He doesn't quote it, but the Gemara tells us in Maseches Nida, we learn all of Torah in utero. We know all that. We know that Chazal. Last week's parsha, Yaakov Avinu, when Rivka passed the shul, Yaakov Avinu wanted to get out. Right? Mefarkes Lotzes. What do you want to get out for? He was learning with the Malach. He was, it was the best Chavrusa he'd ever have in his life. What do you want to get out for and go learn in the base Medrash? Because he didn't want to get it served to him. He wanted to earn it. He wanted to struggle over the, over the sugya. He wanted to figure it out himself. Like the Vilna Gon told over to his students that even though sometimes a Malach came to him at night to give him secrets of Torah, he said, I don't want them. I'm not interested. Why? Because I want to earn it myself, said the Grah. Says the Kutzker back here. That's what I, Yaakov Avinu says, yes. Even with all the greatest revelations that I have just been given, I would rather have stayed awake and earned it myself. Through Amal v'yagia, mishum kach Amar va'anochi lo yadati sheyesha lo kim b'makom azeh. I didn't realize it. Shilu yadati ha'yisi amal misamets. When we work for it, when we earn it, that applies to everything in life, but it also especially applies to Torah. When we have to work for it, when we forget things, and we have to review it again and again. So that's approach number one. Yes, he was upset because he would rather have earned it, and in that way able to make it part of him, make it a, make it a Kenyan. Just uh, thought of, I think we mentioned a couple of years ago, 
Mentioned Lubavitcher Rebbe. The Lubavitcher Rebbe has a thought on Bechukosai. In Bechukosai Telechim is Vosai Tishmaru, the most famous Chazal on Parshish Bechukosai, on the first Pasik, right, but on the following Hadash Baruch Hu's ways, Shetua Melum Batora. Amelus Batora, that's on the first Rashi of Parshish Bechukosai. If you follow my way, my dictates and walk in my ways, it's a double washer. You have to follow Hashem's ways and work hard for it. Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, isn't it interesting that the name of, of the Parsha that alludes to us, that tells us the most, the, the, the message of Amelus is called Bichukosai. Bichukosai from the Lashon of Chakuk, to be engraved. If we work hard on something, then it becomes engraved on our hearts. That's why Dafka Bichukosai has the limud of Amelus. But that's the Kutzker here. Yes, Yaakov Avinu was upset. But then there's a second idea. Second idea, which is not Rashi. Different shot. What the Pasuk means. He wake up, wakes up and says, Wow, Hashem is here. I didn't realize it. It's not that he was upset. Says the Ksava Kabbalah. Says Reb Mecklenburg. Source number five. He asked the question, line three, How could he so, he's so upset about sleeping? The Pasuk says he got great reward. Amazing things. Vahanavua Amra. And he had the prophecy, right, the land that you will get. So what was he so upset about? So explains the Ksava HaKabbalah. Based on a diak in the Psukim, but we'll skip, go down to line number eight. Lachain Nirali. Hashem no Of course Yaakov Avinu knew about Hashem. He knew about it from his father, from his grandfather. Right, Yaakov Avinu knew, Akarish Baruch he knew the destiny, he knew about the Brisbane Abbasarim, he knew about it all. Vigambali Safek, Hayalo Binyanis Kavze Yedios Muskalios, he had amazing understandings of the divine, of Akarish Baruch but as we might say, Eino Domeshmiya as the Gemara says. You can't compare hearing about something and seeing it. Right? There's, no, there's something different between hearing about an event and graphically seeing pictures of the event. It's much more, much more real when we see something with our eyes. Bechalzos. So though Yaakov Avinu realized what it means to have a relationship with Hashem, kishazacha pam rishon lomar nevuazu shenizgalsa ashchina v'lomare lov ani Hashem. Right? This is Yaakov's introduction. Hashem says to him, what does he say in Pasuk Yigimel? Ani Hashem, hi, nice to meet you. This is his burning bush. The Sulam. Right, everything up until now was Rivka telling him what to do. He never had this before. This is his first, whoa. That he has this, this, this reality that he sees. She believes Suffolk, Mala Yaseira, Libli Tachlis. It's a qualitatively different experience than has been his whole life. He's known about it, but he's never seen it. He named me Rov After the experience, he exclaims, he screams out. Not like Rashi quotes Chazal, he's upset. No. It's just Besimcha Gedola. He's like, wow, Achain Yesh Elokim Bamakomazeh. There's God here. Yeshalokim, you're saying it's Ametzetzli. Now it's it means even more everything that my father and my grandfather have taught me. Ba'asog and Eflam, it's Yisachem b'makom zeh. 
That's what it means. And then he says one thing further. But then Yaakov says to himself, he knows that to reach such levels, you have to be a perfect person. In Ruchnius. In order to be able to be Zochet to such clarity of vision, Yaakov thinks to himself that I earned this. I, I, I was Zochet to this. What? I was Zochet to this? Says the Ksava Kabbalah on line 7. The ain't Safek. He reached unbelievable levels. Remember, 14 years, he didn't sleep. Chazal tell us. He learned day and night in Shem Ve'ever. There was no longer any Mechitza Mavdelis. There was nothing separating. But in his own eyes, in his own eyes, But what does he always think about himself, like any Anav does? I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. So though he has this recognition that this is a special place, he says, meaning, I didn't realize that I'm supposed to get this already. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. Who am I? It must be the makom. It must be something magical about the place. Not that I'm... I'm really rawy for it. It's like they say by the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, the Ruach HaKodesh was just flying in the air. You could feel it. So that's what Yaakov says. Wow! Yesh Hashem b'makom hazeh. It's not me, it's the place. Yesh Hashem b'makom hazeh. Banochi, I never knew this type of God, this type of level of, of understanding. It must be the place. That's the message. And that's now the next Pasuk. What does the Pasuk continue and say? Says the Ksav HaKabbalah. Vayira vayomar. He's nervous. He's vayira. He's scared. What is he scared about? What's he scared about? Skip down to line 32. He's not scared of an Onesh, but it's the higher level. He's in awe. Vayira. He is in awe of the experience that he just had. Vayomer, and he says, Manora again. This place is awesome. It's not me. I don't deserve this level of understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and vision. The place where it's underlined. Even though he had an understanding of Yeras Hashem till now. But it's not like anything that he's experiencing now. This is something new. So again he says, right, both places. First part he says, Yesh Hashem b'makom And then he says, Vayomer manora ha-makom hazeh. Ein zekiyim beisavokim v'zeshar ha-shamayim. Now read towards the bottom, fourth to last line. An v'sanuso ha-yakatan be'inav. L'hachzik ha-tzmoin ha-roi l'nevua. He's not roi for it. L'chein gomer b'dayto. So he decided. And he's convinced himself. Shem yitzad ha-tzmo lo-zach ha-lokak. Rach v'sad kedushas ha-makom. It's the kedushas ha-makom. Literally. It's Mitzion. It's from this source of it all, says Yaakov. So against what Rashi quotes from Chazal, he's not being upset. And he's upset because he wished he could earn it, like the Kutzker said. No, he's just exclaiming, I don't deserve such a vision. If I got it, what a special place this is. What an amazing place. And that is something that we have to realize as well in terms of the special Makom that the Makom HaMikdash is. Okay. Moving right along. Now we get to 
what Yaakov says. So so he got up in the morning. That's interesting. Did he go back to sleep? It says that he woke up from his sleep, but he says, wow, Kashbarko's here. What's the next Pusik? Sounds like he, well, he stayed up and then he got up again. Unclear. Right, maybe it said the uncle says va'aktiv. He just did it early. Okay. He takes the stone, he makes a matzeva, he pours oil on it, as we said, and then he makes a neder. Very unusual neder in that Hashem already promised him in his dream that he's going to watch over him and protect him. And yet Yaakov makes a neder. Hashem, if you're with me, and you guard me on this path that I am going. Question one. Why is he making a neder in the first place? Hashem already promised him. Right? He needs to make another deal with God. Second problem. This Pasuk is very wordy. The Pasuk could have said, Ushmarani. Ushmarani. Baderech asher ani holech. Baderech asher holech. Right? What, what does it mean? The emphasis of Anochi. Baderech hazeh. But not only lechem lechem, vegan lilbosh. And he'll give me bread to eat, clothing to wear. Well, what else would you use bread and clothing for? Asks the clay yakar. What, you're going you're gonna to wear bread and eat clothing in his language of sarcasm? Just ask. But doesn't lechem lechem ubegin? What's lechem lechem ubegin lilbosh? Vishavti vishalom el beit avi. Vishavti and I will return in peace. V'hay Hashem li lelokim. If you do that, I'll be, I'll build a matzeva and I'll aser asrenulach. Yaakov is looking for another deal. So why? Is it appropriate what he's doing? And what's the, all the extra language? What's all the extra language? He also, the Klayakar, picks up on a little difference. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Fahashivosicha el hazos. I will return you to this land. Well, what does Yaakov say? I will return. Vishavti bishalom. What, he's taking credit? Kadesh Baruch Hu says, I will return you. And Yaakov himself says, Vishavti bishalom. So how do we understand this? So we have a classic clay yakar. Source number six. Right, the darshan taking five or six questions and putting in a conversation and a deeper understanding of what the Pshad of the Pesukim are. Says the clay yakar, source number six. Chalila lomar shahaya Yaakov misupak bahavtachas Hashem yisbarach. Chalila chas v'shalom. We should say that Yaakov have any had any doubts about the promise that Hashem just made him will not come true. Kikfar amar lo elokim v'hine anochi imachush b'ratiha b'chol asher teleich. Hashem already told him two psukim earlier. What? It was only a dream. He didn't trust it. El abir ha'inyan who? He says the answer and then he says all the questions. You know how Yaakov understood the dream? Hashem will protect me physically. Hashem will make sure that Esav won't kill me. Hashem will make sure that I get back here. But in what state will I get back here? Will I still be strong in my avodas Hashem? Will my ruchnius be the same? That's what he was still worried about. 
Hashem promised him Gashmias. Hashem promised him physical protection. And Yaakov now was asking, save me from sin. Protect me, help me with my Ruchnius. How do I know this? Hashem's promise was, I will guard you. The Yaakov Yaakov Amar Ushmarani Baderech Hazeh Asher Anochi Holech. Okay, why doesn't it just say Ushmarani Bakal Asher Elech? What's the this Haderech Hazeh and what's the Anochi? Says the Klayakar. Skipping and also ask the other question. Why does Yaakov say I will return and Hashem says I will return you? Line eight. Mikala shinuyim ha'elu nuchal amod. From all of these unusual changes, we can learn she Yaakov lo bikeish ki im al shmiras hanefesh benachet. Yaakov is interested in his ruchnius. He was already promised his gashmius, his physical protection. Kizet tavar. And why is he worried about this? Kizet davar atalui bebchira social adam. Because regarding physical protection, that's really out of a person's control. That's up to God. So Hashem says, "I'll protect you." But now Yaakov says, "Okay, by ruchnius." That's really up to me. Every Jew has free choice, but we need divine help. If we think we could go it alone, do it by ourselves without Hashem helping us out to beat the Sahara, we're fooling ourselves. We need divine help also to defeat the Sahara. That's what Yaakov is daven, he, davening here. That's what David Emelov says in Tehillim. Ha'aver enai me'ra'os shav. Please help my eyes from seeing falsehood. And that's why says, He says, I will guard you from everything that's in my control, says Hashem. But the derech, what's this derech? That's the derech of my life, the derech that I have to choose. Shmarani baderech line 13, Kimare be'etzba, like Yaakov is pointing, El Eze derech miyuchad, to a specific path, Asher Yomar Alav, Ki What's that derech? The path of serving God. Hashem, help me out on this. This path, I need help. And that's why he says Anochi, because he knows it's totally on him. Help me out. Yaakov emphasizes it by saying Anochi, the path that I am going on, that path that every human being goes on. So Hashem, I need help. And that's why it wasn't an inappropriate request. Yaakov was promised by Hashem physical protection. But Yaakov says, I'm going to be with Lavan. I need a promise so that next week I can say, I'm Lavan Garti, Vatayim Mitzvah Shamarti. I need a promise that you're going to help me out, please. That's what he's nervous about. And that's why it's appropriate, and that's all the Shinuyim. One last question that we didn't answer. So, what is he asking for, for Beg and Lilbosh and Lechem, Lechol? Line 26. Vihitlo ben Advekim Tnai. So, Yaakov now says, Vinasanli Lechem, Lechol, Beg and Lilbosh. Yaakov says, One element is that I don't want to learn from Lavan. But there's another major challenge to our spiritual existence. And that is, And that is affluence. The Chazal even tell us in one place, the Nisayon of affluence of Osher is an even a greater Nisayon than the 
nisayon of not having. When somebody doesn't have it, they know they have to daven. They know they need. They turn to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. When we have everything, like the story we told a few weeks ago, I can't forget it. The story we told of the city where there was a building that, from that building, every day at 3 p.m. every afternoon, there were diamonds that fell from the building, and everybody used to go and gather at the building and look at the sidewalk and get ready to catch the diamonds after they fall. Until all of a sudden, one day, people feel hard things on their head, and it's. It's rocks. And they look up and they say, what's going on? Why are there rocks today? And the voice from on top of the building says, oh, you only look up when there are rocks. You don't look up when there are diamonds. Says the Klayakar. Sometimes having everything is even a greater Nisayan. When we're comfortable, Chazal tell us, Rebellious feelings against God are only when we have everything. We feel like we have everything. Affluence. That makes us forget God. So Yaakov Avinu is davening Hashem, please just give me what I need. Not more. Just what I need. That's what he means. Give me clothing to wear and food to eat. Don't give me extras that I don't need. That's the message. It's part of the request. Omar Doesn't mean that we have to like, like go to sleep worrying. But... Alkain Omar Gam Yaakov Sheyimneu Hashem and Azav Rav Peninim Eliyitin Lo Lechem Kedei Lechol Bovega Kedei Lilbosh Dainu Hechrechi Lo Yitin Lo Mosaros. Right, we have to be in a state where we have what we need and recognize that Hashem who gives us everything, but realize sometimes more is a greater Nisayon. So instead of the Klayakar, the whole request with all the details all have to do with his spiritual life. And that is why it was an appropriate request. Okay. Moving right along. Now let us get to, got to talk a little bit about something after the dreams. One of the more jam-packed parshias. So Yaakov comes to Artsa B'nei Kedem and just as other people in biblical times, he meets his Basherit by the well. Meets his Basherit by the Be'er and where you're coming from and all of a sudden it's what we would call love at first sight, right? He sees Rachel, and he wants to marry Rachel, v'chulu, and says the Torah right before Shlishi, u'lulavan shtebanos. Lavan really had two daughters. Sheh magdolah le'ah v'sheh magtana Rachel. We're introduced to our final two imahos, Leah and Rachel, v'enei le'ah rakos. The eyes of Leah were rakos. What does rakos mean? Soft. Virachel Haisa Yefastar Vifas Mare. Why were Rachel's Leah's eyes Rachos? Rashi quotes. Part of this is from the Gemara. Because she thought that she was gonna have to end up marrying Asaf. Uvachsa, so she cried. Shahyu Akol Omrin. Everybody said Shahayu Hakol Omrin. Everybody said. An amazing Lashon. Shnei banim l'Rivka, u'shtei banos l'Lavan. Rivka has two sons, Lavan has two daughters. Hagdola l'Gadol, Faktana l'Katan. It's beautiful. The older kids are going to marry each other, and the younger kids are going to marry each other. Leah sees in the future. She sees that her destiny is to marry Esav, and therefore she's always crying. She's always crying. How could this be? How could this be? That's Leah. 
This Rashi is really a section of the Gemara Baba Basra. Source number seven. The beginning of source number seven, the Gemara Baba Basra is quoted. And the Gemara tells us that Leah, through her Koach was able to be Zoha to marry Yaakov Avinu. The Gemara also says there was a Midah of Rachel that we have to focus on, and then we're going to get a little deeper. Amar son, line one. Good, this is the Gemara. Really, the firstborn should have been straight from Rachel. But Leah was mocked in her with tefillah. Davening. Rachel was supposed to be the first wife. Maybe the only wife. But Leah was mocked in. But through Tznius, through the Tznius of Rachel, that's the Lashon of the Gemara, Hashem gave her back a firstborn. And that's why we have two firstborns. Reuven's a firstborn, but Yosef is also a firstborn. Reuven b'choriata, but we know Yosef. Yosef was the only shaver that was split into two. He was zocha to two nachlas. Ephraim and Menashe. Ephraim and Menashe, Kiruvim v'shimon yuli. Yaakov Inu says in Vayechi. So the Gemara emphasizes the tefillah of Leah and the tznius of Rachel. Ask the Maharal, what's the message? What's the depth of the Leah's tefillah? And what does it mean tznius? How we usually understand tznius. What, what tznius did Rachel do in this week's Parsha that, that is so amazing that Chazal pick up on it, that her tznius is why she was zochet to get a firstborn also. So, says the Maharal. Again, this is the, uh, someone who put together the Maharal al Torah. This is from the Netivat Snius. This, uh, this piece in the Maharal. So, Midiriya Gemara Azu on the bottom. Yecholan Lomar al Kochos Atsumim. Shinnasan Lanu Abore. There are two great Kochos that were implanted in our nation from Leah and from Rachel. The Koach Atsnius and the Koach Atfila. What does that mean? Turning over. Let's think about for a moment, says the Maharal, what Leah accomplished through her tefillah. Step one. Remember what Rashi says. Everybody said Esav is going to Leah and Yaakov's going to Rachel. Everybody said, says the Maharal, Mistama, that would have been the natural occurrence. That's what should have happened. That's what Apiteva should have happened. There's an older and a younger sibling. They know that they're going to be mezavik. They're going to, they're going to, we're going to, they're going to mate them. They're going to put them together. They're going to marry them. So that's what should have been. Leah, through her tefillah, was able to be Mishane the teva, says the Maharal. She was supposed to marry Esav. That's what Hakol Omrim. That's what even Hakadosh Baruch Hu said. That was even in the stars. She was supposed to marry Esav. So what happens? She davens and she davens. Let's go to line 11. Ma'osalea pashut yoshevesu bocha. She cries and cries until Chazal say her eyelashes fell out. She cried and cried so much. Bechi ubiti shel tefillah. Hanovas me'omekalev. She's megala the koach of tefillah. to be mishana the teva. Mishana what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has planned. And in that way she was zocha to be the wife of Yaakov Avinu. Step one. But it didn't stop there. Because remember, right after Yaakov marries Leah, we know Leah was not the chosen wife. Leah still feels second fiddle. 
Leah still feels, well, Yaakov marries Rachel right after he marries Leah and then works for another bunch of years to pay it off. Achbazel line 16. Lo tamo inyan, Yaakov avinu alav ashalam. Mitchatenim leah, shlobert sonav, shlobert diaso. Umatav zem ashpial hargashaso isha shaleya. Leah feels like she's sugbet liyakov. I'm not a real, I'm like a pilegesh. Ma osa leah, what does she do? She davens again. And she davens again. And what happens? Akadosh Baruch Hu sees that she's snu'ah. So, she's, Akadosh Baruch Hu opens up her womb, her uterus first. A second time, line 21, that nature changes. Not only does she become a wife of Yaakov and not Esav, but she is Royaledes. And she has a child. She's Zochet to the firstborn of Yaakov. And if you do the Mayav, says the Maharal, really, three times. Number one, that she's Zochet to be the wife of Yaakov. Number two, HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes her Ro'ilaholid. We know that the Imahos were physically in a Ro'ilaholid, whatever that means. Kadesh Baruch Hu made them Akaros. Through her tefillah, she got into the parsha first. And number three, not only was she Ro'i, but she had a child first. All of that was not meant to be. But through her tefillah, she did it. And that's what we learned from Leah. And now let's get to Rachel. And what about Rachel? What did Rachel do? What does it mean, Snius? What does that mean? Line 31. What did she do and how is that called Snius? So let's remember. What did Rachel do as the Gemara tells us? Kisharachel Pogeshes is Yaakov Barishona. When Rachel meets Yaakov, Rachel already warns Yaakov. You have to remember, my father is a trickster. My father, Ramai Gadolhu. He is a major trickster. Be very careful. Yaakov's like, okay. Here are the signs. I know he's going to try to pull something. Here are the simanim, so I know for sure it's you. And what happens? Rachel is Moseris. Rachel, Moseris, as simanel, achosa, kideish lo tispaze. Think, says the Maharal, of the amazing Mesiris Nefesh that Rachel just did. Rachel gives the simanim to Leah, so Leah's not embarrassed. Did Rachel know that Yaakov was going to have two wives? No. What was Rachel doing in a sense? It could be just the opposite of Leah. She didn't want Leah to be embarrassed, so she gave over Yaakov to Leah. So who's she going to end up marrying? Maybe she's thinking, I'm going to do this even though I'm going to end up with Esau. But you know what? I can't let my sister be embarrassed. She gave over the Simanim even though she was throwing away her eternity. She was throwing away what she was going to live for. Because this is what I have to do. Ubechal Yacholio Chaakshavi Tipoli Adav Shalesav on line forty two. Ubechalzos Rachel doesn't have Khashbonos. This is what I have to do right now. This is what I'm gonna do. So how is that Snius? Why does the Gemara call that Snius turning the page? Source number nine. What's the definition of Snius? Says the Maharal. Snius means to keep legalos, low legalos. Dover Shiro'i lo ha-hester. Something that is supposed to be hidden, I keep hidden. If there's information that is supposed to be hidden, I keep hidden. Rachel didn't tell Yaakov what was going on. She was a tsanua. The second luchos, Chazal tell us, were given bitsnius. The luchos were tsanua. They were hidden. They weren't given with kolos ubrakim. 
Tznius in the larger sense means it's a, it's a way of life, it's a hashkaf, it's not just how one dresses. That's one example of it. But Rachel's actions of hiding something so that Leah is unembarrassed, that's a tznius too. And that, because of that, she's also Zoha to be a wife of Yaakov and to get a firstborn as well. So we learn from Leah, Tfilah, we learned from Rachel, Tznius in that sense, and that, says the Maharal, is the message of Ekamara in Baba Basra. Okay, let's try to squeeze in two more thoughts for the evening. First, let's go to the end of the Parsha. So as we know, 11 Shvatim are born. Yaakov goes with nobody and comes back with the older 11 Shvatim. Everybody except Binyamin is born in this Parsha and they start their journey back. Says the Torah in Perek Lamed Aleph, after all the Shvatim are born, again, this is jam-packed, and after you have the whole story with the, the sheep and the striped and the speckled and the spotted. So Perek Lamed Aleph, Pasik Beis, says the Torah, Vayishma, Pasik Aleph, Vayishma, Sivrei B'nei Lavan Leymar Lachach Yaakov, Ezekhel Shel Avinu. Okay, in the middle of the whole sheep story. Vayar Yaakov, Ezekhel Lavan Yaakov sees Lavan's face and it's not like it's been. Yaakov realizes something's going on. Next Pasik. Hashem says to Yaakov, go back. What is the juxtaposition? What's the smichasapsukim between Pasik Bez and Pasik Gimel? Pasik Bez, Yaakov looks at Lavan and something is different. Pasik Gimel, Hashem talks to Yaakov. Go back, go back to Eretz Yisrael. Says Roshlama Kluger. Says the Imre Shefer. We have to take this thought with the backdrop of the earlier thought we said tonight about Achtos. There's a Pasig in Divrei Hayamim. Says of Shlomo Kluger, we believe in Achdus, and we believe that we have to be connected to every Jew, but we also sometimes have to realize, sometimes, our Hevra, or somebody who we are with, is holding us back, is not letting us grow as much as we could grow. For Talmidim and Yeshiva, for kids, for students in school, it, it's, it's very common. There are friends that, that help them up, and there are friends that bring them down. Obviously, we have to love everybody. We have to be achtas with everybody. But we also have to acknowledge that not every friend of mine is good for my neshama. Not everyone. There are those that are great, and there are those that are not so great. Says the Imre Shefer. That's what's going on here. Yaakov had lived with love in all these years. Because he had to. He was working for the daughters. All of a sudden, Yaakov sees Lavan. It's not like me. It's no, no more employee and employer uh, relationship. Yaakov sees it's not Kitzvel Shul Shom. At that moment, there's a break. At that moment, Yaakov is now disconnected. What happens in the next Pasuk? Hashem appears to Yaakov. V'chein line 13. Gabe Yaakov. Shahaya im lavan b'hischabrus lo zacha When he was working and within Lavan's world, even though he was tired, he missed a Shamarti, but he was still with Lavan, and Baruch didn't talk to him. Ach, 
Omar Vayar Yaakov is playing Lovan. Right there, Pasak is Chabras. The connection was broken. Alkain Zacha. That's why he was Zochet to the higher spiritual level of Akkadish Baruch was speaking to him. Hashem hasn't spoken to him since, since the dream. Zacha, Levayom Hashem, Al Yaakov, Bahakits, Velobach Alom. He sees Hashem while he's awake. That's what, what the next Pasik. Yaakov sends to Rachel and says, it's time to go back. How do I know? Because all of a sudden, I'm disconnected. God appears to me. The first time in my life, he appears to me when I'm awake, not sleeping. So I know it's time to go back. Says the Emre Shepherd, we have to realize, it's great that we have to be ba'achtos in kolechad ve'echad, but we have to also have to realize sometimes, if there's someone, if there's something, some, some situation that pulls us down, we have to make sure to stay away from that situation. Okay, one final thought for the evening, and that is going back a little bit. Going back a little bit. A very difficult chazal, very difficult psukim, and even chazal. But let's try to get a little understanding of it, even though we won't explain it fully. Let's get a little understanding of it. It's a conversation, a conversation between Yaakov and Leah. Back to the beginning of Perak Lamed. Says the Torah, Rachel sees that Leah has had four children. Rachel sees, Vatera Rachel ki lo Yaakov Rachel bachota. Rachel is literally dying for a child. I gave away my marriage. So fine, now you give me the, the husband, but now you don't give me kids. Vatomer el Yaakov, and she says to Yaakov, Hava li banim. Give me children. Give me children, please. Vim ayin mesa anochi, and if not, I I'm going to die. I'm going to die of heartache. It's as if I'm dying because I don't have children. But Rachel says, Right? Give me kids. If not, you know, that's it. Yaakov gets angry. Yaakov gets angry. Right? He gets angry at Rachel, his wife. Vayomer. And he says, Am I in, in place of God? That, that you don't have kids? So if we don't read the Psukim so closely, he's just saying, I'm not in charge. But if you read it closely, it's, it's like so, it, we might even use the word vicious. He says, right, you're the one that doesn't have kids. Am I, am I in place of Hashem? And Rachazal even make it worse. What does Rashi say? Havali, Rachel says, Daven for me. Hasachas vechibim komoani ashermanem imech. What does Rashi say? At omeres sheese kaaba. You say I should be like my father. Ani ain't kaaba. Abba lo hayalobanim. Ani eshli banim. My father had kids. Right? You don't have kids. Mimech manavalo many. What is Yaakov talking about here? He's rubbing it in. He's spilling, a, he's pouring lemon sh- a salt on, on an open wounds. What does he mean? Rachel says, I'm going to die without a child. Yaakov's like, your problem. What's going on here? And the Ramban is already bothered by it. Ramban says, Anitama, source 11. I think we've touched on this Ramban in the past. Imkain Loma Chara'apo. What is Yaakov getting upset for? Rachel's in pain. Vilama Amar, Aslachas Anochi. And we know there was such a loving relationship between them. She's saying, Daven for me. 
What, Yaakov doesn't know what that's about? She's saying David for me. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm sorry, that's why the Medrash, the Nireh, Chazal, at least in one place, get angry at Yaakov. This is how you, this is how you answer women in pain. Your kids will be in pain in front of her child when the brothers are starving and have to go in front of Yosef. So what's going on here? Says the Ramban, Racha was was not really saying, "You're in charge. Give me a child." She was saying, "Daven for me." She expected him to daven and daven and daven until Hashem said yes. V'chashva, she felt like ten. Ki ba'aba salosa, because she loved him. He loved her so much. Yisaneh, he'll start fasting. He'll put on sackcloth. He'll put himself in such pain until Hashem is has to has to answer. So that's what she was saying. But Yaakov realizes, says the Ramban, that the tefillah that is needed is her tefillah. And that's why he basically says, it's not up to me, says the Ramban. But a little deeper. A little deeper. Says Rav Yerucham. And with this we'll close for tonight. Says Rav Yerucham on the back page on line 12. Says Rav Yerucham, both Yaakov and Rachel had amazing, ideal, wonderful kavanas. But both of them used a little bit of language that for the level that they were on, maybe shouldn't have been used. So that's why they were both in the right and the both a little bit, Chazal picked up on the, on the little, on the little, you know, mis, misusage of words. Says of Yerachim, why did Rachel want a child so badly? Why did she want a child so badly? Says Rav Yerucham. Why? Because she wanted she wanted to brag to her neighbors. Because she wanted somebody to help her. Chas v'shalom. She wanted to be part of the destiny of Am Yisrael. She wanted to be marbek fot shamayim. She knew there were going to be shvatim. She wanted to help bring the shvatim to the world. Line 14. Kol bakashoseyem ayu ach virak mitam shi'ifasam hachazaka lahamidis amashem hamyuah lahaban lihibanos aide avos akdoshim. She didn't want a kid for selfish reasons. She wanted a child to be bring the shifte kah to help Hashem build a nation. And that's why she said, vi'im ayin mesa anochi. Not because I'm so in pain, but if I don't have a purpose, then what's the. I'm davening so much because I'm an akara. But if I'm not going to be able to have a kid, then what was the whole purpose? I want to be part of the divine plan, but only for him, not for me. And that's why Sarah Davin, and that's why they all Davins. But the language, says Rav Yochan, that she used was saying as if Yaakov was in charge. What are her words? Yaakov, give me a child. Hava li banim. So on her level, she should have said, Davin for me, so Hashem gives me a child, because he's really in charge. So her kavana was perfect, but just the slight language that was used. And on the other hand, what does Yaakov say? What does Yaakov say? Is lashon hasaches elokim anochi that that am I a god that doesn't allow you to have children? Meaning, what's Yaakov saying? Hashem has a divine plan. If you're not supposed to have the child, if you're not supposed to bear the shvatim, so then that's his plan. I'm not in charge of the plan. I love you very much. But if you're not supposed to have the child, so then Hashem has it. 
So again, the kavana was ideal. But the language Chazal picked up on, she's in pain, don't say it that way. Don't say it that way. Say it in a little softer way. Say it a little differently. Veshneim, ketavakana Torah HaKadosha, ki shneim emes, v'divriyolokim chayim. They will write, but a little bit in the language. The message for us being, we could have the greatest kavanas, but we have to make sure that we say it properly. That we don't over-exaggerate something and step on somebody else's toes. Or say something that is really not true. Say something that somebody, that even in the language, somebody says, oh, I'm dying in here. The language. We have to be so careful with, with how we talk and the exaggerations we use, and especially when it has to do with someone else. So we should have the siyata d'shmaya to be able to use our koach adibor properly uh, and follow the footsteps of the mitzvahs and the, and the uh, great paths that the avos and the imos have set down for us. Okay, we'll stop here.